This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Thursday WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Uh, you can hear us worldwide on WABCRadio.com. Get the WABC app, keep it with you at all times. We have a great show lined up for you today. An American icon will join us in the very in the very next segment of the show, if all goes as uh, expected, Don McLean. And he has one of the most iconic songs in American history. We'll have a brief chat with him about a new venture that he's engaging upon. In the meantime, we've got plenty of news to discuss. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number, 800-848-9222. As always, your calls will be a part of today's program. Mayor Eric Adams, our illustrious mayor, has told New York City workers, you got to come back to the office, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's making it very clear he wants to fill up the office buildings. After months of pressuring private sector to have their employees work in person, he's seemingly trying to avoid hypocrisy. This is from CBS News. By calling on city workers to come back. You know, so, uh, uh, yeah. Are they supposed to be taking the subways, Mayor Adam, to work and going back and forth uh, to work on your safe subways? Just asking. Uh, if you are one of those city workers, and you, he says no more hybrid schedule is going to be allowed. You can't work from home part-time and work from the office. No more hybrid. Get your butt back to work. So if you are a city employee, if you happen to work for the city of Nueva York, of New York, give us a call. Let us know what you think. If you want to give us a different first name than your first real first name because you're afraid of repercussions, from the vindictive office of the mayor. Why do I say that? Because the mayor in his vindictiveness has punished city workers already who don't line up for this vaccination. Many of them have been terminated. At the same time, he gives breaks to out-of-state athletes who can come here, play, make money, and they don't have to be vaxxed because, you know, they're elite. And the people that kept this city together kept their city afloat when COVID was raging, even before there were vaccination. What do they get? They get a kick in their behinds from this mayor. But the mayor says, get back to the offices, come back to work now. 
By the way, Elon Musk is telling his folks over at Tesla to do the same thing. Tonight, for your viewing pleasure, Joe Biden is going to uh, address the nation. Topic, gun violence. He will, according to the White House, deliver remarks on the recent tragic mass shootings and the need for Congress to pass common sense laws to combat the epidemic of gun violence that's taking lives every day. There is an epidemic, if you want to call it that. And I'm I'm not going to put my head in the sand over this or gloss over it. And the Washington Post is just one place today that you can find this story in any number of ways. There have been over 200 mass shootings so far in 2022. And that includes what happened yesterday in Tulsa. Guy walked in, shot his doctor, three other people. By the way, doctor was black, so was the other guy. Black lives didn't matter to him. Um, He had had back surgery, apparently, and some of the stories indicate that perhaps the reason he did the shootout was he was in pain, continued pain, from the back surgery. I mean, that's a hell of a way to get out of pain, huh? Kill your doctor and other innocent people who, quote-unquote, got in the way But back to this story, there had already been 231 mass shootings so far this year. 231. Mass shootings defined as when four or more people, not including the shooter, are injured or killed, have averaged more than one per day, one per day, so far this year. Not a single week in 2022 has passed without at least Four mass shootings. And they go through all kind of details with charts and bullet points and all the rest of it. So the toll is immense. 256 people killed in mass shootings. 1,010 injured through May. So tonight we'll hear from Joe Biden on the need for Congress to come up with some kind of common sense solutions for it. I maintain, and I have said this all along, the only problem with that is that the Democrats do not have or exercise, at least in the political sphere, common sense. So how can you have common sense solutions for people that don't act like they have common sense at all. One of the things, if you'll notice, reading the left the past few days, I read another column yesterday from an angry, bitter columnist from the Los Angeles Times who is upset anytime people start talking about God, apparently. And he is, this columnist was upset about how evil America has been from the beginning. And there's no, basically, I guess, was the tone that I took from it. There was no redemption for from for America because America was born evil and, and has been evil. And how dare these conservatives always talk about God? 
<sighs> Michael Avenatti, CNN's one-time wonder child and savior against Donald Trump. They used to have him on and just treat him like he was royalty on CNN. Former lawyer Michael Avenatti has been sentenced for stealing from pornographic actress, pornography actress, Stormy Daniels. U.S. District Judge Jesse Furman sentenced Avenatti today to four years in prison. He's already serving two and a half years for his 2020 conviction for extortion and transmission of interstate communications with intent to extort and wire fraud. This was, remember, he tried to, to, to run a sham on, on Nike. But in February, he was convicted of defrauding Stormy Daniels. So now, another four years in prison. Hey, Michael, if you drop the soap, don't try to pick it up. Rolling Stone's going back on tour. By the way, Ringo is going on tour as well. I think I may have mentioned that yesterday. But the Stones are going back on tour. 60th anniversary European tour starts started last night in Madrid. Mick Jagger is 78. Keith Richards is 78. Ronnie Wood, 75. Of course, you know Charlie Watts, the drummer, passed away in August at age 80. There's supposed to be some tracks of him that may be released shortly. Richards and Jagger pretty much said, hey, listen, you haven't heard the last of Charlie Watts yet. This should be an amazing tour with the Rolling Stones. I mean, you talk about the Fountain of Youth somehow. Column in the Los Angeles Times today that I found pretty interesting. Don't know whether we'll have time to get through it. It was by an opinion columnist, Nicholas Goldberg. And the column headline, after the Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade, what will it do for an encore? Hmm. And basically, the left is frightened. And this is an indication of how long they're frightened. It says, by now, everybody's heard that a range of personal liberty and privacy cases may be in jeopardy because they rely on the same logic. Notice he didn't say because they, re, they, they rely on the same constitutional law because there wasn't. It, they rely on the same logic, liberal logic, that brought us Roe versus Wade. The right to contraception, to marry who you want, to engage in the sort of consensual sex you want in your own home. These rights are all potentially in danger. Because, like the right to abortion, they are not specifically enumerated in the United States Constitution and may not be deemed to be deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions. The comment says, I'm not saying they're going down, but we can't be sure. And he goes on to say there's more. If the court is in the mood for overturning old decisions, There's a lengthy list of liberal rulings that conservatives have long seethed over. And he goes through some of them. Some of them are the libel laws. 
Clarence Thomas has indicated. Maybe it's time we look at those, by the way. The others have to do with interstate commerce, environmental laws, et cetera, et cetera. This is worth going into because I think the logic, the real thing that has to be identified is what makes liberal precedents so precious that we cannot look at them when conservatives finally get in power. The liberals would do it. So this is a story worth looking at. I'm going to hold this story, by the way, our Saturday morning radio extravaganza is coming up. So stories that I hold, we revisit some of them on Saturdays as well as taking in current news stories. It'll be interesting once again to see what Joe Biden talks about tonight when he addresses the nation. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here. It is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We've got so much more news, so much more to talk about. Again, if you're a city worker, your mayor, Mayor Adams, our mayor, I suppose we should just say, has demanded no more hybrid schedules for you. You have to come back to the office. And, yeah, if you have to ride those subways, you know, good luck with that, babe. Good luck. WABC Talk Radio 77, again, streaming worldwide. You can always catch us at WABCRadio.com. Remember, John Katz is Katz at night after this show. We're coming back right after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Bo Snerdley. On 77 WABC. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush, rush. Paint your palette blue and gray. Well, that's the voice Look of singer-songwriter Don McLean, who's expected to join us pretty soon on Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. He's not here yet. Shadows on the hills. Vincent which was a huge song for him. There's a story today in BizPack Review that almost had me shaking my head in, in disbelief. This is, this is where we're at. This happened in St. Louis. A customer who was toting his own rifle just exited a food store there. Okay, so then he gets robbed with his gun. Two other, some other guys come up to him, hold a gun. Hey, give me that rifle. They take his rifle. He goes to his car. He gets another gun. And he comes back, and what happened then was a shootout. This is just so, to me, like, it's unbelievable, some of the things that are occurring in our society. Now, all this is under the backdrop, and that's what I wonder. What are you expecting to hear from Joe Biden tonight? What are you expecting? You know, the Democrats are already working on a piece of gun legislation in Congress now. And they're fast-tracking it, meaning it is, what I mean by fast-tracking it is not that they're 
moving it along, violating any rules. It's just that this is the top priority. It's what I mean for them to get this gun law out. And there is all kind of speculation that when it goes to the Senate, the Senate is where a lot of bills die and it won't get the votes. I don't know because I don't know what's in the bill yet. And typically, we never learn what's in the bill until afterwards. Remember Nancy Pelosi's, we got to pass the bill to find out what's in it. That was about health care. So we'll just have to wait and see what all this is leading to. We do know one thing. The defund the police movement, which is part of the progressive agenda, is still alive and well. There's a story today from Fox about Seattle police. A police memo now shows that the, the impact of the defund the police movement there The police force in Seattle has stopped investigating new adult sexual assaults this year. They don't have the manpower. They do not have the manpower because of the defund police laws to investigate when adults, when adults are victims of sexual assault. Those cases go unresolved unlooked at. Now, in the case of children, they do have an eight-person detective unit, apparently, that are still looking into them. The The unit in question had 12 highly skilled detectives three years ago. After the defund police movement there, there are only four. They do not have the manpower to look after sexual assault cases. This year alone, 30 adult sexual assault cases have been ignored. Ignored. Imagine that. This is what this is what liberalism is doing to your cities. The New York Times had a focus group, ladies and gentlemen, And the focus groups, and by the way, this is not something that I disagree with wholeheartedly. It depends on the details. The New York Times had a focus group of parents. The parents pretty much agree that children in school should hear both the good and the bad of United States history. I don't disagree with that. I think we need the accurate representation, accurate representation of American history. That is not what is happening in many schools, however. And that those are not the objections of that conservatives have about CRT. Now the Times also says the teaching of slavery in America was brought to the forefront in recent years following the New York Times Magazine 1619 Project, published in August 2019. But that 1619 Project has been accused of poor scholarship and of distorting history, revising history. And I think that if you ask most parents, they don't want their children to be subjected to revisionist history in the name of teaching the good and the bad. They want accurate, an accurate history of America. 
one that does not teach children to hate their own country. There is, you can weigh in on any of these things, if you like, by the way. 800-848-WABC. The Hitchhiker's Guide to Whether the January 6th Committee is Legitimate is something that ran today. I believe it was at uh, either Fox or Politico. I'll have to check. It's Fox that ran it. Now, this was an amazing piece, if you read it. If you like the inner workings of government, they unpacked whether the committee that Nancy Pelosi put together is a legitimate committee. Peter Navarro, who has been subpoenaed, is suing. And there are others that are coming up that have been subpoenaed that are now questioning whether this is even a legitimate committee. Remember that Nancy Pelosi did not allow Republicans, the Republican leadership, to appoint members of the community. She just threw them off. And so instead, the only alleged Republicans on that committee are two Trump haters, Kissinger, Kissinger, Kinziger, and, and Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, by the way, is running commercials out in Wyoming now, claiming that she's the real conservative in the race which is, yeah. But this story goes to it, and one of the things I see through this story that you might realize is the, the power that the Speaker of the House has, regardless of whether they're Republican or Democrat. And you, I think if you give this a fair reading, you'll come away with, well, this may not be a legitimate committee per se, But the Speaker of the House does have an enormous amount of power to decide who serves on what and what the and 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 of course, the Democrat Party decides what the rules are. And those are the rules that Congress operates under. So. Good luck with this, if this ever gets to court, because. Republicans might end up losing this one on the technicalities of what is in, not a technicality, on what is in the Constitution, granting the Congress the right to decide its own rules, and they have, and Nancy Pelosi is given a whole, the Speaker of the House, regardless Democrat or Republican, is giving a lot of, is given a lot of power under House rules as to how committees are set up, and she gets the final say in many cases. So the clock is probably going to end up running out on some of these things. We're already looking at going into the summer, and I don't think they're anywhere near through. And these court cases could take a heck of a long time to resolve themselves. If we get past November, and if the expected happens that Democrats are thrown out of office in droves as they deserve to be, what we will find is that this January 6th committee may not have enough time to quote-unquote finish the work that they've set out, including issuing their half-baked partisan witch hunt report. Again, that article is in Fox News. There's so many other news stories to get to, but your calls coming in. We want to get to some of your calls. 800-848-WABC. Again, 
especially city workers. If you identify yourself as a city worker, love to know what you think about the mayor saying you have to. Party's over. No more hybrid schedules. Get your buck back in the office. And if you have to take this away, by the way, too bad. Doesn't matter how you get here. Just get here. Not if you can. Just get here. Period. 800-848-WABC. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. It is Bo Snurley's shower. Catch at Night comes after this. Remember, uh, you never have to miss a second of the podcast or anything live here. WABC streaming worldwide. WABCradio.com. Get our WABC Radio app. Keep it with you all day, all night. Most Nerdy's Rush Hour continues right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this'll be the day that I die. This will be the day. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Anybody that grew up like I did listening to WABC radio, music radio, of course, I was fortunate enough to be the last music director here at WABC, as well as the first producer of talk programming. <clears throat> but this song was, of course, a classic on every rock and roll station in America. And in 2001, American Pie was voted number five in a poll of 365 songs of the century. The Recording Industry Association of America and the National Endowments for Arts compiled that list. This is the number five song of the entire 20th century. We have the songwriter, the performer, guitarist. Don McLean with us on the line. Welcome. How are you this afternoon, Mr. McLean? Well, I'm just fine. Thank you for having me uh, on your show. Can I call you Don, or would you prefer Mr. McLean? Uh, Don is just fine. Thank you. Like you are New Rochelle. You are a New Yorker. You are from New Rochelle. Yes, I was born in actually a place called Larchmont Woods, which was part of New Rochelle at that time, yes. And you were part, there is a story to be told. There is a documentary yet to be made about the Hudson Valley music scene. Some of the most amazing artists, such as yourself, Pete Seeger, but it even goes into jazz artists, were all part of this Hudson River music scene. It was just an incredible explosion of, of, of amazing artists, some who have uh, become internationally renowned, others who haven't but were indeed artists. What was it like for you coming up, your career, by the way? We could spend an hour or two on your biography. You've just gone through so much. What was it like being part of that music scene in New York? Well, um, it was like being the rookie on the Yankees or something. Uh, (laughs) You know, I had to... I had to perform. I had to deliver. I hadn't done anything, and I was around a lot of people who had uh, been very famous, and there were poets and writers, and it was a, the Hudson Highlands uh, was a very uh, artistic area, 
And so I think I, I challenge myself a whole lot to do the best work that I could do all the time. And uh, I, I really haven't had that since. You know, I've never been around anything like that since then. Wow. Now, you have had success as a composer, as a songwriter. And I Love You So, one of your compositions, recorded by Elvis Presley, Perry Cuomo, Helen Reddy, Glenn Campbell, American Pie, of course. I mean, what else can be said about American Pie? Madonna uh, in 2000 did it and had a hit record with it. Of course, you're, as we said in the, in the introduction, this is one of the most recognizable songs in American history. It is Americana. You captured something that is has become part of the soundtrack of your generation's life. When when you recorded this, did you know that you had something special? Well, it took forever to get the musicians to learn how to play it. Um they didn't really know how to play it and I didn't particularly like what they were doing. Uh so we had a, a couple of three weeks maybe where I was saying, no, I don't like that. No, that's not right. And uh, then a man named Paul Griffin, uh, a, a wonderful piano player, came in, and he was chosen by Ed Freeman, who produced the record. And he played a kind of a, a gospel uh, rock and roll stride, I guess, piano, uh, because he heard my guitar in his ear and I was pounding away on that Martin guitar of mine, and he said, well, I just couldn't miss. You know, I knew exactly what I had to do. Well, the other musicians, and many of them now take a lot of credit uh, for <laughs> the recording, that they were hearing that guitar in their ears, too. You know, it didn't mean a thing. So, you know, he really was the guy that saved the session, Paul Griffin. Wow. Now you have something new coming out, which is why we asked you, well, one of the reasons why we asked you on the program, um, we have a short time today. I'd love to have you back on our Saturday show when we have more time at some point. But you have, That's, yeah, yeah, you have a new book coming out. Tell us about your book. Yeah, this is a children's book. It's called American Pie, A Fable, and it is a general idea of my childhood when I was a uh, I was a uh, a paper boy which is the only job I ever had and some people <laughs> that we knew uh, a lady named Judy Proffer uh, who is the wife of a man named Spencer Proffer who was publishing the book through some people that he works with um, decided to write this book about a character called Donnie Boy and Donnie Boy delivers the newspapers and uh, so this this is how it got started, and it's been received. It's gotten tremendous reviews in the children's book world, and um, we're going to have another one called Vincent, which is going to come out, which is a little has a little artistic boy named Vincent, and uh, the same kind of um, artwork and everything. So there'll probably be a series of these. That's awesome. The book is scheduled to be released on June seventh. Don McLean's American Pie, a fable. And it's being described, as you say, as a, uh, a story of a newspaper delivery boy set in the 1950s who discovers the joy of friendship and music. Which, I mean, that just sounds like a very compelling, make-you-feel-good story. And, boy, do we need a make-you-feel-good story right about now. Yeah, we also need a childhood. You know, I mean, uh, so much of everything now is taking its 
childhoods away from children. You know, they're they're having to confront all this dreadful stuff at a very early age and the news and, you know, whatever. So um, these books, I think, will be very nice. And it's going to have this Donnie Boy character recurring. Uh, there'll be one called And I Love You So, and there'll be one called uh, Castles in the Air, and there'll be one called Tapestry about the environment. Um, so we're hoping for a total of five of these. Wow. Tapestry, of course, the album, your first album. I, I read, tell me if this is true. I read that you were turned down over 70 times by the record no, labels. No, it's about 30 times. I think. 30 times. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, that's a heck of a lot of time. And this goes to show all you aspiring <laughs> artists out there, by the way, yeah. don't give up if you get turned down. Just keep doing it. <laughs> right. Well, Don, look, we wish you tremendous success on these books. Again, like to have you back for a longer period of time um, so well, we can I'd talk. Love to do that. I okay, really let's would. arrange we that. About, we can talk about Neurochelle. We could talk about the Hudson Valley. We could talk about whatever you like. It's a pleasure to speak to you. And thank you thank for you. having me. I want to talk about all of it. And I also want to talk about the song that you didn't write, but you inspired and a partially inspired which has a wonderful history. We'll go out with, we'll come back in with that. And that would be something that Roberta Flack found tremendous success with. Among, yeah, and the Fugees. Softly, uh, is um, a song that was produced by a guy named Joel Dorn. He discovered Roberta Flack um, in a little nightclub in Washington. And he very carefully made two or three of the most lovely albums with her. And uh, he also made an album called Homeless Brother with Me, which had a little song called Wonderful Baby on it, which is his production. Uh, he's passed away now. But, uh, yeah, this is um, a story of um, actually it started through Laurie Lieberman, who came to see me and wrote a poem about me singing a song called Empty Chairs. And, right. And, um, the poem was given to her managers, who were also songwriters, and they uh, wrote the song. It's an amazing story. You have just one of the most amazing careers, so we will invite you back to speak longer. Thank you for joining us. The book can be found, ladies and gentlemen, everywhere. If you go to Amazon right now, if you're not an Amazon fan, you can find it in other places. But the book is there. The re You can get a pre-release right now, and the book is officially released on the 7th of the month. Don McLean, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, and I'll look forward to sp speaking to you again. You sure will. Don McLean, ladies and gentlemen, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy, with you on WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back. Your calls, more news right after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdy. Bo Snurdy. On 77 WABC. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 
It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly. The Fugees bring us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. This was a song that was inspired by someone who was attending a Don McLean concert, or partially. It's an amazing story. Maybe we'll be able to get into that when he comes back and we have a lot longer time to spend with him. Don McLean, remember, his children's book hits the shelves on June 7th, and it is widely, it is, he was not kidding when he said the reviews for this book, they're busting out the charts. So you may want to take a look at it. Listen. Remember, Catch at Night is up next. You can download the 77 WABC app or go to WABCradio.com to stream 77 WABC worldwide. And when you do, when you do that, when you download the app, be sure to check out the podcast section where you can find all of my podcasts, all of my past shows, and everybody else here on WABC. We all have podcasts. We all are doing other things. Today, we recorded the latest edition of The Future Is Now which is all about cryptocurrency, all about the new blockchain economy. Folks, things, you may have heard that, yeah, the market took a dive on crypto, but crypto is nowhere near over. It is growing faster in comparison than the Internet grew when it was new. This whole blockchain economy thing, this cryptocurrency, this is here to stay. And we delve into it. If you don't understand it and want to understand it, yeah, get that WABC app. Go to all the podcasts. Look up among the other podcasts, The Future Is Now. Bo Snerdley's The Future Is Now. We talk every week. We're uncovering it and exploring it. Let's head to the telephones right now and talk with Peter in Staten Island. Peter, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. How are you? Hey, James. What a pleasure. And to hear Don McLean. I, uh, I get sound for him Italian Night Live or it was tomorrow's show with uh Tom Snyder. I don't know which one it was, but perfect gentleman. When you're doing sound, as you know, uh, you're the bad guy. You know, no matter what you do, you mess me up, you make me sound. This guy was wonderful. All right, I got my wife who did 48 years with the city of New York as a secretary. She worked the last shot with the children's services for, like, what they have diapers, but they call it, uh, what do they call it? Administration for Children's Services. All right. Mm -hmm. And she retired after 48 years. She worked from home for about a year and a half or so. But this whole thing about going back, they ain't ready for it. A lot of people that are back that my wife worked with are sick. They're getting cobra or bad flus and some. But we got to get back on track. The same thing, we had to get the theaters open. Because the theaters, when they went on strike nine years ago, if they would have stayed out in two or more weeks, they would have devastated the restaurants, the cabs, and they actually gave us what we wanted to come back. They gave us more than what we wanted. But the whole deal is the businesses have to be gone on. I can understand Eric Adams, you know, trying to get everything going back, but still dangerous, all right? All right. Say one thing, Go ahead. Uh, working from home, actually, you were able to get much more done because there was no interference, nobody coming up to your desk, 
nobody bothering you with excessive phone calls. So I don't know. I think it was much more productive. Wow, that's amazing. What's your first name? My name is Renee. Renee and Peter, thank you so much for joining us and for your insights. I thought that we would be hearing from people saying, no, 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 I'm not. Listen to Peter. He says, hey, we got to get this city cranked back up. So, okay. Here you both. Renee, Peter, you guys have a great day. Let us move to Bayside, Queens. Douglas, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. What's up, Douglas? Hello. How are you? First Good. First time, long time listener. I have so many things that I want to say, but to start out with, I have to say what's in my heart is that I feel such tragedy to the country because guys like you speak the truth. A lot of people just don't listen, and they don't want to listen. And Mm. um, it breaks my heart because it's almost like the fall of the Roman Empire. This country seems to be all the way down, and... uh, the ray of hope that I have is I have a lot of, like, liberal friends, and when I say to them, you see, you see what's happening? They have fallen silent. Some of them are really ready to turn. And um, I feel that maybe that's a hope because where the answer lies to a lot of this stuff is the getting the lawmakers to change the laws. And... Uh, you know, what Giuliani did in the meantime, Eric Adams could do that. He could arrest them so they have to at least spend the night in jail. Right. You know, they have to prosecute these people. If they can't put them away, the cashless bail and all of that is, is crazy. Right. And this catch and release under the name of bail reform, which is also under the name of let's defeat racism, is just insane. And it has spread around the country like wildfire. And what you have is out of control lawlessness. Now, that's not the only reason for the lawlessness. You also have um, people like this L.A. Times columnist yesterday who was ranting and raving about how we shouldn't be talking about God in the mix here. We should just be focused on gun control, not God. How dare these conservatives? Look, folks, unless we get our moral compass, a common, people talk about common sense legislation. How about common sense morality? How about a common sense of what is right and wrong, and we have to, and we had that in America. We had that. Think about the history of the Depression. Think about what this country went through in World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War. We never had lawlessness in any of those years like we do now. Do I see this as the fall of the Roman Empire? No, I though, Douglas, I see this as an amazing time to be hopeful. Because you just put your finger on it. A lot of people are seeing what is happening now. And they are totally, totally fed up. Thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Dominic in Ulster County. Dominic, welcome you on Boston Early's Rush Hour. James, what a privilege. Uh, you mentioned a statistic earlier in your show about 220 or 230 or 300 people have been killed this year by um gunfire um no 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 that's mass that's the number of mass shootings we've had over a thousand people in uh, either killed or injured i'll go back and pull that out but it is then in other words we have not gone by a week in this country without what what the washington post says without four mass shootings per week 
We're over 230 mass shootings since the beginning of the year. Mass, excuse me, you want common sense? 8,000 people will die this month of fentanyl overdose. And according to the CDC, 8,000 people a month in this country. I just lost another friend. And that's what irritates me more than anything else is that there, and nearly 100% of the fentanyl is coming through the southern border. Through the unchecked southern border. Through the unchecked southern border. Through the border that the Biden administration has told our border services people to stand down. They are not interdicting everybody that they can. They are not arresting everybody that they can. In many ways, we have an open border. Dominic has raised this point. Dominic, one more time. How many people have died from fentanyl? 8,000 people a month, according to the CDC. Dominic, you have just made an amazing contribution to this show. You have put in perspective something that the mainstream press in this country would never dare put in perspective. And folks, wow, 8,000 a month, and yet not a peep from this administration. And by the way, I didn't mention it. Dominic mentioned it. Thank you, Dominic. Appreciate it. Bosnerly's Rush Hour continues with John in Minneapolis. John, welcome. You're on with Bo Snerdley, James Golden. What's on your mind this afternoon? Hey, how you doing, James? Good. Uh, so honored to be on your show. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to share with you and get your get your thoughts on, on this theory that I have. I, I have a theory that Eric Adams is really responsible for COVID. How do you come up uh, with that? Yes, I think, you know, with, with the catch and release, I think what he's doing is he's catching criminals, uh, injecting them with COVID, and then putting them on the street so the COVID should spread. Okay, let me just say thank you. I appreciate it. That's a little tinfoil for me, okay? No, I don't think Eric Adams is responsible for that. I'm going to tell you who I think is responsible for COVID in one word, China. And I think that we have done a tremendous disservice to the world by not following through United States government demanding answers from China on how the disease came into being in the first place and a full and complete story on that. A second question for China, how did you allow it to escape China? Third, how did China economy benefit from China, from, from the COVID? There are so many questions about COVID that we need answers for including the wealth that was built for certain companies who came up with the vaccine. Some of them at Moderna, we know this for a fact, became billionaires off of COVID. There are people who tremendously benefited from COVID. So I don't think that Eric Adams is anywhere near responsible for COVID. I think that China is responsible for COVID and maybe... Maybe if this, what we have been hearing about the gain-of-function research that the United States was participating in with China, 
We need answers as to whether that is actually what happened. And right now, if you notice, the focus is all off of that. No one wants answers. It's like, oh, yeah, we're past the worst of it. Yeah, we've got a few strains of it going on. Folks, this disease impacted the world's economy. And we should not rest until we get the truth, all of the truth, including which medicines worked and which didn't, and why they were politicized. Anyway, that's the time we have for today. We will be back tomorrow for Friday's edition of Boast Nerd Leaves Rush Hour. And then, of course, Saturday morning, 7 o'clock, bright and early in the morning, our radio extravaganza. John Katz, up next, Katz at night. Remember, we're here six days a week. Get that WABC app. Keep it with you at all times. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.